1: Today on CityCast Pittsburgh, there are businesses in the city that refuse to serve black people. Today we're talking racism in the tattoo industry with artist Rita Santana. It's Monday, December 5th. I'm Morgan Moody, and this is CityCast Pittsburgh.
2: Rita, what was your first tattoo? My first tattoo. um, I got it when I was 16 because I had a cool mom who signed Mm -hmm. for me. It was on my ribs. It was like one of those skin tear tattoos with like gears on the inside. And it is. Oh, yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Telling of the times. And it's like sewn together with pink ribbon to be a little cutesy. Do you feel
1: that way? I, I feel that way with like a lot of my tattoos that they, you can tell what time I got them in. Mm -hmm. So like, how have you seen tattooing the technique, you know, kind of change since you got your first tattoo, but also like, since you've been doing this work?
2: Mm, It's definitely, there's been a lot of trends over the years, a lot of things that have been popular that have faded in and out. I'm now seeing things making a comeback, like Solid Black Tribal is making a comeback. There's like a Y2K Mm. revival of Tribal.
1: Tattoo shops, I feel like, you know, can be predominantly white spaces. And you're Puerto Rican. Does How has it been for you navigating that? Like, do you ever feel kind of alone doing this sort of work?
2: Um, in the beginning, for sure. Um, the first three studios I worked in were mostly white dudes. Like it wasn't until I moved here where I worked with some women also. Um, but for the most part, just, just like white dudes, like standard white dudes.
1: Where were you living before?
2: I was living about an hour north of Philly, hour south in New York City uh, in Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I feel
1: like that proximity to like Philly and New York, you still get like a little bit more diversity. We don't have as much on, you know, this end of the yeah. state. Um, yeah, so how does that lack of representation in artists uh, here impact, you know, maybe people who uh, of color who want to get tattooed?
2: If I'm going to garner any information from like my clients and what they have told me, it's, it's definitely more difficult for
1: them. What have they said?
2: I've had clients straight up tell me that artists have refused to do color on them, um, wouldn't do certain tattoos, were straight up turned away. There were times when I first moved here, I worked in the South Side, and that's like the gauntlet of tattooing in Pittsburgh. Mm -hmm. There's just so many shops and so many people that want to come in and get tattooed. But over and over and over, I would run into people walking in and saying, hey, the tattoo shop down the street told me they wouldn't do this for me because it wouldn't show up or it wouldn't work. And I'd be like, that's not true. (laughs) And I got you, you know. So there's, um, there's definitely issues.
1: For our listeners who might not know, what are the common myths that you've heard? Like some of, yeah, some of those things that like people have come in and told you that another shop has said that you know
2: is not accurate or not true. Common myths I would hear are like, you can't get color if you have darker skin. You have to, it's it's harder. I've heard people say it's harder to tattoo darker skin and it's, it's not. <laughs> um, a lot of, Artists just like blaming the client's skin for their lack of skill or lack of desire to expand their skill sets.
1: What would even get someone, get an artist to say that it could be more difficult? You know what? I, I, I don't even understand uh, the reasoning behind that.
2: There's like, I will not deny people things that they want in a tattoo, but I will advise them on certain things. Mm-hmm. Like, mm hmm if you have super dark skin and you want a bright yellow tattoo might not be as bright yellow as it would look on someone who is pale as hell you know like it's it's going to look different it's going to settle differently so it's just about managing the expectations of the client of what the healed result is going to look like because a lot of the representation in tattooing and how tattoos heal are seen on white skin um, mm-hmm. and, um, the one thing I would tell clients to kind of give them a perspective on how to envision what their tattoo would look like is to think of like watercolors. Um, if you put watercolors on like a stark white piece of paper, you're going to see that really brightly. If you put right. it on like a Brown piece of paper, like varying shades of Brown, it's going to look different and heal like show up differently on every single one. And that's sort of how skin works. Like it's definitely not exactly like that, but it's a yeah. good example that people can relate to and, and kind of get a good idea of what to expect.
1: I guess how can you, if I were going into a shop, how could I differentiate that somebody is giving me proper advice and guidance versus um, being dismissive and, and probably trying to like just get me out of the shop because they don't want to color or tattoo my skin?
2: Uh, I think a good way to see if someone is being dismissive is if they focus on it being your skin as the problem.
1: Mm. Have you ever heard anything? Is there ever like an upcharge too? Do they ever upcharge?
2: Oh, yeah. I have heard of artists like quoting darker skin people way higher. And I'm, I don't know if that's because they just feel like they can get away with it or because they're doing it to deter them just so it's mm. like, oh, I don't have that much money. Like, that seems way over what it should be, you know. So it's it seems like a trap to get them to go away. <laughs>
3: plus info on the incredible preventative medicines we have now to keep you happy, healthy, and feeling your most confident out on the town. So come on out to Allegheny Commons East Park on Thursday, May 30th.
0: What have you done in your
1: career to make tattooing more inclusive uh yeah for everyone?
2: A couple things. Uh currently and for the past couple of years I've been offering color tests to clients free of charge.
1: What is that? Cause I've seen it, I've seen like pictures mm-hmm. of it and um it kind of just looks like, you know, if you were like to go to a makeup store and, and do the swatches, but how do you do a, a color mm-hmm. test of, you know, permanent ink?
2: Um, I have a set amount of colors that I will keep as my general, like the rainbow gamut I go through. But when people come in and they have specific colors that they want to see, I'll ask them, like, what do you want to see? What is it that you want to see ink-wise on your skin to see how it will heal? I mean, it's it's a very tiny tattoo. It's just like a – it is like a little swatch of color. So you're not getting the full – picture like you would of like a full detailed full-on tattoo but it's a good frame of reference for people to see just how some colors would heal and I've even had clients get color tests and be like all right I mean I saw how it healed I don't really like how blue looks on me so I've decided Mm -hmm. to go with something different so it gives people an option to see what is possible and what it looks like.
1: I think, like, thank God for uh, social media Mm -hmm. now, because, like, it's such a good way to um, for artists to showcase their work. And like, you can see a wide range of like, you know, okay this type of tattoo, these colors. But I do feel like, um, you know, you don't typically see uh, darker skin in people's portfolios. So is it because? Yeah, I don't know. Do you know? Do you know why that is?
2: I mean, to to put it simply and and forwardly, I think it's just people having internalized bias and racist and colorist ideologies on what they think their portfolio should look like and what will look good in their portfolio. So that's like, mm. I tried to showcase that and like I have included on my page, like a highlight reel of tattoos I've done on darker skin, just so that way it's like, it's easy. It's right there. If you coming to my page to see the work I've done on darker skin, you can just click on the highlight and go through and see rather than scrolling through and, trying to hunt anything down. I just want to make it accessible for people.
1: Yeah, that's helpful. Um, For any of our listeners of color who want to get a tattoo but are concerned, um, you know, because of the racism in the industry, uh, I want to make sure that their artists can tattoo their skin. What tips, I guess, do you have, um, yeah, for people if they're they're kind of testing the waters of different shops and artists?
2: Uh, I would suggest looking at portfolios, um, looking at portfolios of artists, making sure that they do have dark skin in their portfolio and making sure they have healed pictures of dark skin in their portfolio, because that's extra important. I feel like a lot of the time, because there's this strange myth notion that it's harder to tattoo darker skin, a lot of tattooers will go harder than they need to and end up scarring people pretty badly and like, Hmm. messing them up, so...
1: And you have uh, your shop Three Fates tattoo. Mm-hmm. What have you heard from from clients who have maybe had a bad experience, who have maybe come to your shop and had hopefully a better one? <laughs>
2: yeah. Um, I've definitely gotten very grateful and happy reviews from people that are, you know, stoked that this is a thing that exists that I do for people. And a lot of the time it turns into bigger full-on pieces because they see that you know, it is possible and they can get tattooed and feel safe in an environment where they're putting their bodies on the line for permanent artwork for them. Yeah. Mm. I think in general, tattoo artists need to start doing their jobs (laughs) and tattooing everybody and making it accessible for everybody to get tattooed. Um, and that doesn't necessarily mean, like, if you don't feel comfortable or don't feel like you would do it well, that you should jump into it and, like, mess people up. Like, there's mm-hmm. a pretty strong community of tattooers in Pittsburgh. And I think a lot of them are pretty open to to giving advice and, and helping people along the way. So it's like, help is there if you ask for it. Like, it's it's not a very closed mouth community in my experience. Like, you can you can talk to your community and kind of push it in the direction of not doing this dated messed up stuff to clients
1: yeah rita santana is a non-binary tattoo artist and co-owner of three fates tattoo studio thank you so much for joining us today rita
2: yeah you're welcome thank you for having me
1: a little more news before you go Pittsburgh city council has approved $900,000 to provide meals to local students over next summer. Council members worry this isn't enough to meet the demand, plus the rising cost of inflation, but the city couldn't say whether they would increase that funding. And the Allegheny Riverfront Park is getting a makeover. Thanks to $1.9 million in state grants, Riverlife's vision of connecting the Andy Warhol Museum on the North Shore and the Cultural District in downtown could come true. If you want to say on what this prominent promenade will turn into, you can give your two cents. A workshop will be held this Wednesday at the Biome Theater. We'll include a link to register in our show notes. That's all for today here on CityCast Pittsburgh. If you enjoyed the show, tell a friend, rate the show, leave us a review, subscribe to our morning newsletter. We'll be back tomorrow morning with more news from around the city. So we'll see you then. Nice. Yeah, we're both cancers. Knowing it's a divisive sign. I know some people, you know. (laughs) People have feelings. Yeah, (laughs) People have feelings. It's fine.